Right now, there is a lunar lander headed to the moon. If it is successful, it is going to be the first American spacecraft to land on the moon in more than 50 years. The lunar mission, the IM-1, was launched from Kennedy in Florida at 1 a.m. The most interesting part to me is that this lunar lander was not built by NASA. NASA's paying, but it was designed and engineered by a Houston company called Intuitive Machines. It was launched on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket, those launches becoming pretty common now. SpaceX, also a client of NASA's, and uh, launching all sorts of things for governments, the scientific community, private industry, and of course their own Starlink satellites. NASA has realized that it is way more cost-effective for them to outsource space flights and other scientific endeavors to private companies like SpaceX. Of course, you cannot invest in SpaceX unless you're in the VC world or you're an accredited investor and know a guy, but Intuitive Machines is a publicly traded company. The ticker symbol, appropriately Lunar, L-U-N-R, and so far this year, their stock is up 140%. They're just one of a, they're a handful of companies out there that are looking to turn the moon and eventually Mars into commercially viable businesses. Their lunar lander is going to attempt its history-making landing on the moon in about seven days from now. And today on Dumb Money, we're talking all about the stock play here our ultimate moonshot investment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Dumb Money Live. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. Quick reminder, smash the like button or tap it or pinch it or click it. Whatever you're using right now, just do something to help us get the word out that, that we're on right now. Let the almighty algorithm know. Chris, Jordan, good morning. Did either of you guys up and watch the big launch last night? No. I didn't. Really? I didn't watch it i i'm i'm like knee deep in this all this humanoid stuff that we're working on on the side but uh this might be just as cool as the humanoids are almost dave you got me you you convinced me to start watching for all mankind again on apple tv on apple and this I, story, I, I literally it took me like a year to even make it past the first episode because our, you know first couple episodes I was slowly watching them but I got so into that show and as you can imagine there are companies out there that want to be the next what's the name of the company it's uh, uh Helios 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 yes yeah and the yeah. the founder of that company dev has very Elon like qualities the show is the show is great, and it really gives you kind of a glimpse of what the future of space, private industry space, could look like. Yeah, but Dave, Intuitive Machines—it's it, almost like 
is Helios in the show? Like, as I'm watching the episode where they're privatizing a trip to Mars and the moon, right? Like, and then it's literally, it's our trade. It's so weird. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit of history here, like how this company crossed my path. One of my good friends has been really involved. One of your good friends too, actually, uh, with Capital Factory has been really involved with this company for the last, I don't know, almost couple of years. And I was invited to a dinner last year at South by Southwest. It was a private dinner and maybe 10 of us. And I'm sitting next to the CEO of, of this company, Intuitive Machines, all night for like three hours. And at the time, I wasn't an investor. And he was just, seemed, came off really competent, really interesting guy. Um, Brian's been telling me about him and his team and how legit they are and how impressed he's been just kind of following the story. Because anytime I hear about any of these space companies outside of SpaceX, red flags go up, right? And like, yeah. this is a company that spat. They spat. So you have a space company <laughs> that spat. And, and, and like, that to me is red flag city. And I think that's a big part of the reason this stock crashed last year, because space was out, SPACs were out. Everyone's just assuming this is like some kind of scam company. But I kind of was on the inside, not in terms of like, insider information, but on the inside of having people that have worked really closely with the CEO and the team whispering in my ear, these guys are well, really legit. And uh, the company basically really pivoted smart. everything to the moon once NASA had their program to, um, to basically fund these operations from private companies, right? And so they were, yeah. they were working on other stuff. They were a space building company. They, they were actively doing things but then they just they just set their sights on the moon because nasa is paying three or four different companies to attempt a lunar landing and last month they had a failure they expect failures it's baked into their business model at nasa to pay these third-party companies to do these launches do these missions and then one of them is going to be successful and it could be yeah, so here eight days from now so here's the thing, and I, and I, you know, learning about this company and, and their business model, because I'm trying, I was always trying to figure out like, like, where is the opportunity here? And the concept is that there's just numerous different needs. And I, I don't fully understand what all the needs are by various governments around the world, various research labs and various private companies just across a wide spectrum that they would need to get payloads to the moon or yep. payloads theoretically to Mars eventually or any other place. And what this company is essentially building um, is, you know, a, 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 a trans it's a transportation company basically to safely uh, transport Various payloads, most of them are discrete, so none of us are going to really know what they are, right? Because it, it could be for any government around the world or any company around the world or any research lab. Yeah. Um, and if this company actually pulls off this safe landing, this payload landing here this next week, they are going to be the clear leader to capture, the way it's been communicated to me, 
to to capture numerous government contracts, not just the U.S. government, but governments all around the world, companies all around the world, this company will be seen as the competent leader who has the highest probability of getting those payloads there um, safely. And that's actually kind of interesting to me because I, I don't really still fully understand the long-term business case. I mean, are we talking about space tourism 100 years from now? Maybe, but you know how we like to kind of pull in future revenues so quickly these days when it comes to yeah. these some of these companies, even if we really don't understand what they are. And I really think the market appears to be discounting the likely success of this mission. And that's something I want to talk about as well, because I was asking my friend, he was, at, we were invited, by the way, we, I, didn't, I forgot to tell you, but we were invited to the sendoff party two days ago out in Houston. And, you know, I had other things going on, but he was there all night. And I said, well, what was, what was your gut feeling of the probability that this is going to be a successful landing? Just, just your gut feeling like he didn't have any inside information. He said, you know, he had talked to a lot of people and he walked away thinking it's about an 85% chance of success. Okay. Well, maybe he's right. Maybe he's wrong. But my gut feeling is that if they properly land, which is a really big deal, a really big deal, because remember the last it's, one that tried it's this, it's not easy not. to do. And yeah. what do we know? Is it take about? Is it does it take about a week to get there? The yes, still the yeah. The twenty second is the landing date. The twenty second. Okay. So I think that if so my Chris, friend from a correct, stock standpoint, though, is this like one of those binary events where if they land, the stock goes up, and if they fail, the stock goes down? Yes, absolutely it is, Dave. I, I, I don't see, listen, we're not financial advisors, but my thesis is that that is the only way to look at the next week. I, my, my, I, am, I am thinking that I could see this stock close to double if they properly pull off this landing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too ambitious. Maybe it's a 50% move, but I, I can't imagine it being less than a 50% move. I think it's probably a 50% move or more down if they don't land because they have two more tries that are fully funded this year but it's still going to be a really negative that, event, that, right? so that's the economics is they've got three tries funded yes yeah yes. so the yeah their current mission is the first of three this this is a landing mission the second is another payload mission and the third they're going to actually deliver some rovers uh that can drive around but, the moon but understand something that the, the bull thesis because people are saying it's a sell the news event the bull thesis is that if they pull off the landing on the 22nd that over the next 12 months it sets them up for just contract after contract after contract win after contract win they're going to be in a, a leadership position so it really really changes the face of this company in terms of a super risky, no one even knows if they could pull this off to a company that's pulling it off. Now let's let's talk about contracts. And I think there's actually a lot more upside than there is downside if they pull it off, if they pull off the landing. I would personally be kind of shocked if they pull off the landing and it's a sell the news event. But you know, we'll see because this we're, we're in uncharted territory. We're talking about moon moon landings here. It's the right, first for time in 50 purposes. years. We literally have yeah. not put anything on the moon in more than 50 years. 
and no country has. Japan just did it last month. They were able to successfully land something. The government, um, though. That's the government. The government. Yes. The, 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 the no NASA of company. Japan. No private companies have failed. We've, we've, had, we've had only five countries in history ever land anything on the moon. Us, the, uh, the former Soviet Union, China, India, uh, and now Japan. It's, it's, I like reading people's kind of hypotheses on what's going to happen if they land. Uh, I don't think anyone knows. And I think this is one of those things for me that makes it so fun. Because it's like this psychological game. I So I spent last night reading the, the earnings transcript. And even reading the earnings transcript in detail, uh, you would think you'd walk away with a really clear picture of... The, it's confusing, man. Like, the, the types of contracts that these guys are talking about yeah. are really confusing to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm not totally understanding what this landscape looks like and i don't think i want to put in the 40 hours of research to go you know knee deep into yeah we basically you know, know that there are going to be both government and scientific community and nasa nasa has has specified what they've put on this they they basically pre-made a bunch of experiments and let these companies decide which ones they thought they could put onto their lander uh nasa is paying 118 million dollars to include its payloads on the lander um, and it's like a radio receiver and a, uh, some kind of laser receiving beam thing that helps like locate where you are on the moon for future craft that come in. I got really, really nerded out on this last night watching the uh, watching the launch all the way through the separation. I'm surprised Jordan wasn't watching. It's it was so scientific nerdy goodness. I love stuff like that. I just have no time to do anything. <laughs> Like that with it was the, at one uh, a.m. You you could have just given yeah. up some sleep. That's what I did. Yeah, that's yeah yeah. My, what I'm yeah. what I'm upset about, Dave, is there's not going to be any live footage of the landing. I don't think is there. Like there's, well, there's no, no way for it I know to, they they don't have they have communication. They established communication last night before they stopped the broadcast when I was watching it. Um. So they they and they're right now they they're in a stable uh stable position. They have deployed their solar panel. They're now charging at the batteries. They are able to communicate with all this telemetric data, but I don't think they have a live camera on the landing. They do. One of the payload things is a stereoscopic uh, camera that will be able to capture the landing and the plume of dust that it sends up. You can tell I got really nerded out on this, but they, 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 have, they will have the ability to watch that back, but I don't think you're going to get to watch it live because live. unlike the 60s when Stanley Kubrick was in charge and we were able to see exactly what was going on, we can't figure out that technology in 2024. But, but they have, I heard that they have a simulation. They have a simulation yeah. that they're going to potentially. Right, that's, that's what they've we'll, done. Get to, we'll get to see a video of it. And Chinese. Uh, the Chinese lander that landed, they just did a simulation and people are like, oh, that's fake. Like, yeah, it's a simulation. It's, it's called a simulation for a reason. Yeah. No, we, we will oh, get to see an animation and NASA has been providing animations for, for years of what things look like. Remember when we put the, the Mars over lander? We, we got to see what that thing looked like because of like computer graphics. So we'll get to see something, but it does have a stereoscopic camera. So I'm hoping that they release that footage in Apple Vision Pro format so that we can watch it 
as if we were there. What I want them to do is set up a camera so that the next landing that they do in a few months, they'll have footage of it coming down, right? Like from the moon's perspective, that would be awesome. And Let me I look at the payload list. I don't think that they included that. Uh, stereo camera, uh, they had a radio, they had uh, other... They had a camera built by students on board, so maybe, maybe there's there's an art project on there. There's all sorts of things on there. I think I think there's a, and, and I don't think they're revealing. They're not revealing most of the stuff that's on there because it's mostly government. Um, no, all of the NASA's. Well, not all of the NASA stuff. We we know about like eight things that NASA has put on there, and then a bunch of other random stuff that we know about i haven't seen that we're going to get a live transmission from the moon when the next one lands but wouldn't that so be cool I, I thought i thought there was another part of this story that is really interesting from reading the earnings transcript and that was it doesn't appear that this is only going to be uh like a moon company like they're they're an engineering company and pulling off this feat will enable them to kind of have more prestige as an engineering company that could pull off a whole host of things for other industries, right? So it, I think it's really interesting. This is this is really a branding moment for them uh, to pursue numerous different industrial uh, engineering kind of sectors that many of them do touch space, but it, it's really like a big branding moment for the competency uh, the technical competency of this team and for it being such a low market cap company. I mean, goodness, after the crash, it's at a what 185 million market cap here. I think there is potentially a lot of perceptional upside. I'm not even going to call it real upside, but I do think there is real upside based on my look at the contract volume the next three years that they can get. Tremendous amount of professional upside as well. What? You're talking about Lunar, the, the value of Lunar? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's I, only $185 million market cap. From its, uh, from its bump. So it, so when it IPO'd, it IPO'd, and this is wild, guys. This is back in the day, right? But like, look at that. It went it, it up to 81 bucks a share. <laughs> that 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 is... That that basically is 13x where it's trading at today. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Uh, but it but has it made this big, big rally here just year to date, 140, 169% now. Yeah, 25% today, by the way. I think. It's on the move. It's on the move. It, it It is a nascent industry sector, and I think it's really difficult for people to value. And I just, from a social ARB perspective, I see this as a very clean social ARB investment if you do feel that they are more likely than not to stick the landing next week. Based on my very limited knowledge of one friend that, that has spent a lot of time around these people that gave me his gut instinct of 85%, I'm going to take him at his word. If it really is 85%, and I really do think we see 50 to 100% upside, then statistically... Um, this would be a good trade for me to throw some money on. So I am long lunar. Uh, not a, it's not large, not a large investment, not a medium investment. It's a small trade this for me. Small speculative um, investment on whether this thing is going to stick the landing on the moon. Yes.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that said, I'll say that the amount of money that I invested in Lunar is roughly what I made in the 15-minute period before I decided to finally exit my SMCI this morning at $980-ish a share that I acquired for around $230 a share starting back in May of last year when we pounded the table that this was going to be our big AI stock after NVIDIA. So guys, I can't even express to you what an unbelievable journey SMC SMCI has been for me. Uh, I don't mean to make you feel bad because I think Jordan, you never got in or you got in small. Dave, did you ever get in? I never got in. I I'm just killing myself for not. We did two episodes on it on I dumb know. money. I you have the same are as dumb you. money, and you did the episode. You did the you did everything. You wrote the script. You did the the thumbnail. You did the title. You did you worked with our editors, Dave. You put in so much work. You did the research. We discussed this in detail as our number one AI stock of the year after NVIDIA. How did you guys not invest? You're blowing. I did invest you. and I got out before it went totally bonkers. I got out like in the two late high 200s, low 300s. I was up like 10 or 15%. But here's the thing. They're not, they're not like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, this is, I, this is I the just main And conviction that you did, Chris, that's it. That's plain and simple. Even on the shows, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it looks like they could be the next NVIDIA, but. But they're eh. not an NVIDIA. They're not, they're they, not, they don't, they don't have NVIDIA technology. They're not this. That's why this whole thing is silly. <laughs> but Jordan, that's why I exited most of my position today. Yeah. In no, the I mean, high it, like I'm, I'm shocked that you held on to it as long as you did. Because even if I would have held on to it every day for the past month, I would have been like, "Well, that's the top." That's the Jordan. Top. I didn't. I sold. I sold some a month and a half that's ago. Right. Yeah, I you sold, you sold some a couple weeks ago. Back. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Yeah, but I, but I, I'm now I have like a very tiny piece of my original position. Do you know what I did not sell? Nvidia. Do you know what I did not sell? Celsius. Um. Right. So. But I, I exited most of my ELF. I exited most of my deck. I exited most of my SMCI. Um, you know, I had a very tiny loser trade in Yeti that I exited fully this morning. I had a, a, a TP, was it a coach? I exited almost all of my coach, maybe all yeah. of it actually. So this has been, I just want to share this with the dumb money community right now, guys. Other than our magic kind of year that we had during the pandemic, the last 12 months have been the best 12 months of my 17-year career as a social arbitrator. It is stunning. I think my account is up 180% total portfolio wow. over the past 12 months. So that's a that's 180% total portfolio move. You know, SMCI was a decent chunk of that. NVIDIA was a decent chunk of that. But there were so many others that were just pure social arb trades. You know, DEC and UG, we talked about it extensively. Celsius, obviously. I'm still very long Celsius. Um, Coach Bags, a TPR, right? Um, Elf Cosmetics. I mean, Dave, Dave was in that one. 
Uh, there, this has just been a magical time for social arb trading, but I also predicted that it would be. If you guys remember a year ago, I, I, I said, this is the time to be a social arb trader. This is, I felt it. There's more change happening in the world than I've ever seen more rapidly. The pace of change is accelerating. With change comes opportunity. If you're able to spot the change early, connect the dots to companies and sectors that would benefit and be harmed by that change and place your bets. That's what social arb trading is all about. That's what we do here at Dumb Money. And I really hope that all you guys that are watching today had, you know, at least at least got to experience some of the success that I got to experience over the last year, because I'll tell you, it feels really good. And I'm taking a big chunk, a big chunk of that, as you guys know, and I'm throwing it all into humanoids right now. So I, I have, I have four, three, you could say three to four humanoid investments that I'm making right now. Some are on the private market, some are public Tesla. Right. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm going to say it right here, right now. I am going all in on humanoids. I am betting my future on humanoids, on the humanoid revolution. And I'm either going to come out, I think, 50 to 100x returns on these investments or or get zeroed <laughs> out on them. So let's see what happens over the next five years, guys. But I have never been more excited about an industry sector that I think will be the ultimate way to monetize AI is this new sector of AI robotics. And, you know, you guys know what I'm up to right now. I'm about to take a little day, one day road trip down to one of my, our, our humanoid companies uh, that we're helping uh, to, you know, they're in the middle of doing some interesting funding stuff, but. I love those guys, by the way. I think they're great. I just got off a phone call with them uh, yeah. and a very large uh, investor. And it is, it is, dude, this is everything. And listen, I know that not everybody can participate in this stuff, but Tesla is the one public company that quite honestly will probably end up being my number one humanoid trade. So uh, we've talked about that extensively. We're going to talk about it more this next year. You mm. guys are on board with this one, right? I'm on board. Absolutely. Okay. okay. On board with what? Humanoids, Humanoids and, and how AI yeah, we're, we're is all three of a moment of change is, is the opportunity the same... to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the chat, somebody just mentioned. So Sean said, "Sell me some of those Boston Dynamic shares," and then the reply, "Hyundai owns Boston Dynamics." That's correct. So Hyundai, if you wanna if you wanna play Boston Dynamics, Hyundai. Uh, now you have to call your broker and make sure that you can trade those pink sheet Hyundai shares, but you could buy it. So, 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 Jordan, let me just say one thing about that. Uh, that humanoid is based on a hydraulic system. Okay, that's so correct. Yeah. So, but you not... need to, so you just need to before you jump all in to Boston Dynamics, and they've got a great robot. Um, it would help to brush up on the state of the art on how um, these robots are a being built and b um, being trained before you make that trade. Yeah, it's. It's not a commercially viable robot because yeah. hydraulics are one too expensive, too yeah. bulky, and too way too dangerous to be around other humans if one of them yeah. breaks. Uh, so they're going to have to 
revamp the entire Boston uh, dynamics. Which I don't think line. is a problem, Chris. I, I, I think they'll, I think they know that they have to do it and that they'll do it. Um, with how Jordan, fast some of these companies are moving and how much experience Boston Dynamics has, I would imagine they could make that shift uh, jo within like Jordan, months. I think they've lost talent. I think they've lost that's a, talent. That's, that is the serious possibility. So that's another thing you got to think about is if you're a head robotics you know, one of the main people that works on these things. Do you want to be at Hyundai? Do you want to be at Tesla? Or do you want to be at a startup? And, you know, that plays into it too. Yes, to, to, totally agree. But um, I think Tesla is the the obvious way to play this. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just the obvious way to play. We're going to have more humanoid, uh, more humanoid more content human coming this year. But I do want to read something for those of y'all that don't follow my, my Twitter that I tweeted out. I thought it was really interesting. Jordan, this was the uh, this was the uh, Y Combinator quote yesterday. I think I shared it with you guys. And basically, Y Combinator's 2024 area of focus was released yesterday. And it is AI robotics, okay? So their yeah. director, Dalton Caldwell, and I'm paraphrasing him, said that robots are the future. Now AI's making them useful, especially in industry. We are close to a breakthrough with robots gaming human-level perception and judgment. Robotics hasn't yet had its GPT moment, but we think it's close. And I think it's close as well. And that's why we're going all in on humanoids at Dumb Money. And if you want humanoid content and you want to stay in front of it, stay tuned. Make sure to follow all of our socials. We're keeping up yeah. with every breaking story. Uh, I have numerous humanoid engineers in my network now. We are very much have our finger on the pulse of this market. And we'll be communicating it to all of you guys uh, as we get new information. I have not fully put on my Tesla bet. I have partially put on my Tesla bet. I do have some options uh, in addition to my equity position. And I plan to probably buy three to 10x the options that I currently hold here in the next months, not years, in the next months. So uh, I will kind of reveal that as I go in deeper on Tesla. I do have to hop right now, Dave. Are you, am I at 100%? Because I, I got to catch a bus. <laughs> I guess that I do. You want, if you I wonder do. why Chris was talking so fast, it's because he had to, has to literally, he's turning off his lights on camera. This is how we run the show. If you're, if you, if you're not new here, you, you know that, oh, look, Chris has actual colored shoes, not just blue shoes. We're done money. We're going to wrap up here. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs>